Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time are you being influenced if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. How did we let this happen to our children? We're going to talk about that tonight. How did we let this happen? Plus, we have Daryl Issa, a great light in the mood. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time for This Week in Wokeism. How did we let this happen? Our kids. I'm talking about the kids in the United States of America. We are a nation, a sovereign country. Your job, my job, everyone's job is to make sure America remains a good country or tries to get back to being a good country, however you want to look at it. And part of being a good country is how do you treat your children? Right? How do you treat your children? I mean, you, me, we look across the pond at a place like Afghanistan. What do we see? Girls aren't allowed to go to school, 
You can't even teach your little girls how to read. It's ridiculous. We scoff at that, talk about what barbarians they are. We look across, again, Afghanistan, place like that, and we see them doing things like taking young boys. This is a family show. I'm not going to elaborate. They'll take young boys and basically sell them off to be entertainment for men. And I don't mean in hidden corners somewhere. This is kind of like an open thing that's done in certain parts of Afghanistan. And you hear about that, you're probably puking in your trash can right now. Me too. And we think to ourselves, what? What do we say about them? Those barbarians, backwards, evil, it's demonic. All that's fair. All that's true. All that's fair. Backwards, barbarians, evil, demonic, all, all that's very true. Let's talk about another country, though. You're not going to believe this. There's a country out there. They have doctors in this country. And they'll take a 12-year-old boy, these doctors, and they'll take him in, and they'll chop off his twig and bits and inject him with hormones because he decided he wants to be a woman. I'm not even kidding. And not only will these doctors do this, they don't string him up and you know hang him from the gallows. They actually pay the doctors to do it in this country. It's wild. It's wild. The same country, get this, this same country, if a woman gets pregnant and let's say she doesn't want to have a baby, doctors will just carve that baby out of her like a Thanksgiving turkey. Not only do they not get arrested, they're paid for it. I know. It's wild. It's wild there's a country out there like this. I can't believe it. Um, they're entertainment. In this, the same country, this is the same country we're talking about here. They're entertainment. They have these huge corporations and entertainment industries, and they're aimed at kids. They make kids TV shows and kids movies, and they even have a kids theme park in this country. I'm not even kidding. They have a kids theme park where all the kids will come at this kids theme park. And this corporation who does this, makes the movies and runs the theme park, they think kindergartners should learn about transsexuals. I think you know where I'm going, right? That's not Afghanistan. That's us. That's the United States of America. How do we let that happen? In what universe do we allow ourselves to let these monsters take over every part of our society and they take our most precious, innocent people and they just destroy them and we let it happen? And I'm not pointing fingers at you. I am more pointing fingers at myself than anything else. I've been part of the right for, gosh, I ran for Congress back in 2008, I believe. So that's, what, 14 years? So I've been part of this. I clearly haven't done enough. Well, you haven't done enough to stop this. How did this happen? How did we let this happen? How did we let a bunch of circus freaks educate our kids, entertain our kids? Not only do we not prosecute them, we pay them for the privilege. Have you, have you seen this stuff that's coming out from Disney? And I want to give credit where it's due. My friend Christopher Rufo, he's been all over the critical race theory stuff in schools, been all over what's going on in schools. He's been all over corporate America and the rotted filth that comes out of there. And we have all this stuff. Thank you to him. I want you to, I want you to watch something. And I want you to watch it very, very closely. This lady's name is Carrie Burke, corporate president for Disney. How's that Disney Plus subscription looking for yours? Kids enjoying those new Marvel movies? No, no judgment. I've had Disney Plus. We've canceled it, but I have had it. Still going to Disney World this summer? 
going to take your kids out and see that new Disney movie. What's the new one coming out? Lightyear, I believe. I mean, they already announced a couple lesbians going to be kissing in it. You, you excited to take little Billy out to that? Well, here's Carrie Burke, corporate president. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child. Um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, we have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters. Shoot, um, the fifty percent of the tears, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> are coming. Um, uh, we don't. We just don't allow each other to go backwards. She was crying at the end. She was so emotionally moved at the thought of pushing that stuff onto your children, it brought her to tears. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. There's that circus freak raising one child who's transsexual, the other one who's pansexual. I didn't even know what that word means, nor do I want to know. So clearly this is a human being who pushed all this stuff onto her children. And that, that already was obviously very exciting for her, but when she thought about the opportunity to push that onto your children, oh, gosh, I need a tissue. It got her choked up. How did this happen? And I'm gonna go on, we have more video. How did we allow this to happen? The truth is these people are much more passionate about destroying our children than we have been about saving them. Now, we could beat ourselves all day long. We could beat ourselves up all day long about that. Oh, dang, I, we sucked. We screwed it up. We did. We sucked. We screwed it up. Again, myself included. But, or we can sit and resolve ourselves that no more, no more will the people who want to wreck our kids be more committed than we are to saving our children. I asked you just a second ago if you're going to Disney World, Disneyland this summer, looking forward to it. I know your kid wants to go see Mickey and Minnie. I, I've been there. Again, no judgment. I've been to Disney World four or five years ago. Maybe you should redo your plans. Or look, you can do whatever Vivian Ware says. Last summer, we, we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our life skills. So we no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We don't want to just assume because someone might be um, in, in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone. And, and No more boys and girls at Disney. No. And before we move on, we're going to do one more thing from Disney. And again, I want to give credit to Christopher Rufo for this. Um, those cartoons, those Disney cartoons you let your kids watch, that original programming on Disney Plus. And look, again, no judgment. I've had Disney Plus. And I'm a parent. I know life's not perfect. You get off work. Maybe the wife just got done making dinner. Maybe it's a long day. Maybe you got a lot going on. Dad, can I can I watch some Disney Plus in my room? Uh, sure, son. Sure, go ahead. I've done it. I've been there. You want to know what they're watching? Well, don't take it from me. Take it from Latoya Ravenow at Disney. This is what they're watching. Our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like 
my like not at all secret gay agenda. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of I don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background this like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like the, if you see anything queer in the show. But like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop. Just wherever she can. She's just adding some queerness and her not so secret gay agenda. Making your kids programming. How do we let this happen? Well, here's how. You don't think like that. I don't think like that. You see a parent with their kid. It would never occur to you to walk over to that parent separate that child from that parent and teach that child different values than what their parent has taught them. That's not how you live. That's not how you, those aren't your values. But you had better understand that is their values. They look at you with your child, your ridiculous love of country, manners, all those things, and they think to themselves, how can we break that child away from mom and dad? And they're very purposeful about it. They don't go to work and set that aside. It never gets set aside. Every single thing they do is with destruction in their mind. That circus freak right there sits down to write a, a new sitcom, a new thing that's going to be on Disney. She's not sitting there thinking, how can I make this entertaining? Oh, we better have a good character here. What? She's sitting there thinking, how can I break this child mentally, break him emotionally, break him away from his parents so he will become mine. That's how they think. And we've been asleep at the wheel for far, far, far too long. Maybe you've heard of the movie Pinocchio. Yeah, new one, Pinocchio. There's even, I know it's an old one, but there's a new one too. Well, are you looking forward to seeing that? Going to watch it again? Going to go pay money for it? Here's Pinocchio actor Ron Perlman. Good morning, Governor DeSantis. Ron here. Um, don't say gay, don't say as the first two words in a sentence spoken by a political leader of a state in the United States of America, don't say, don't say you Nazi pig, say first amendment. Read about it. Then run for office. You piece of shit. Very, very upset. Why is he so upset? All that bad language? Well, he's very upset that kindergarten teachers can't talk about sex with their students anymore in Florida. What kind of people run this country? You go into that next Ron Perlman movie? Look, Nadine Smith, she's a, well, she's an activism partner. Here she is. We're also reacting from the reality that when they can erase you, when they can criminalize your existence, when they can demonize who you are, the next step is to criminalize you and take your kids. And we're already seeing that in Texas. So the slippery slope between these ugly messages, um, you know, emanating from legislative leaders in our state and then amplified by our governor whose spokesperson immediately began calling everyone who opposed this bill uh, groomers aka pedophiles because you are groomers 
If you want to talk about sex with someone else's six-year-old, you're a groomer and a pedophile and a freak, and you should be run out of society. You should be. At a minimum, you should be run out of society. Oh, you think these people now, by the way, you think they're going to see this bill? They're just going to hang their heads and say, okay, I changed my mind. I don't want to destroy your children anymore. I don't want to push my disgusting values on your children anymore. Do you think they're going to say that? Well, here's the teacher. I just want to go ahead and state that I would rather lose my job than out one of my students to their families. Um, being a safe person in a safe place for kids that don't have that at home is one of the best parts of being a teacher. Um, so yeah, I'm not doing it. I don't know. Fire me. Sue me. Take me to jail. I'm not doing it. Okay, let's do all three of those things, actually. That sounds fine to me. And I do have to give credit where it's due to Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis has not backed off on this at all. The other Florida Republicans in the legislature who passed this, credit to them, who they've not backed off. Here's Heavy D. For Disney to come out and put a statement and say that the bill should have never passed and that they are going to actively work to repeal it, I think, one, was fundamentally dishonest, but two, I think that crossed the line. This state is governed by the interests of the people of the state of Florida. It is not based on the demands of California corporate executives. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. Good for him. But oh no. I mean, the traditional way of thinking in the GOP is, oh, what if they call us bigots, guys? We might lose an election. Uh, guys, what do we do? Well, here's how it's working out for Ron DeSantis. We have new poll numbers out. His closest opponent, this is an election year, his closest opponent to him is 16 points behind him. Florida is not a red state. Allow me to say this again. Not a red state. It is as purple as purple gets. Ron DeSantis got elected by about, oh, that much. I know you remember how the Bush Gore stuff went. Florida can go either way. In a purple state, the guy who's actually standing up for children is slaughtering all of his opponents. Not only is this the right thing to do, it's a political winner. So how did all this happen? We were too weak and scared and pathetic to stop these monsters. Let's change that, huh? All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have Brian Cloudus. He's going to join us next. He's a former Disney performer. He's running for Congress. We're going to talk to him about this. But first, I want to talk to you about something else, and this is actually very appropriate. I have been frustrated trying to put my money where my morals are. Because it's hard to find that company, right? We are so surrounded, especially in the corporate world. Where do we go? Which restaurant shares my values? Which bank? I mean, where do we go? And I've had all these people ask me, Jesse, is there a list somewhere? Is there some place we can go? Yep, there is. Public SQ. Public SQ. Just go to the App Store. It's right there in Apple, Google Play, wherever you are, and download Public SQ. What are you going to find there? Well, if you're interested in uh, that coffee shop who didn't abide by COVID restrictions, it's there. The bank who doesn't hate you for being pro-life, you're going to find it, Public SQ. Go download Public SQ today. We'll be back.
I've had the privilege of working with the Moon Girl team for the last two years, and they've been really open to exploring queer stories. And part of, I'm on the production side, so I put together like a tracker of our background characters to make sure that we have like a, the full breadth of expression. And uh, we got into a very similar conversation, Carrie, of like, oh, all of our like gender non-conforming characters are in the background. And so it's not just a numbers game um, of how many LGBTQ plus characters you have, especially with like trans characters, you can't see if someone is trans. There's not one way to look trans. And so kind of the only way to have these like canonical trans characters, canonical asexual characters, canonical bisexual characters is to give them stories where they can like be their whole selves. Joining me now, Brian Cloud, as he's running for Congress down in Florida, and let's hope he wins. He's also a former Disney performer, so we thought it would be appropriate to bring him on today and talk about this. Okay, Brian, obviously everyone's watching the leaked video. Everybody's rightfully horrified. Full disclosure, we've been a Disney family. I've been to Disney World. We've been, I mean, who hasn't watched Disney movies their whole life? Like, we've done it all. And now people are starting to wake up, myself included, to the fact that maybe this company doesn't share our values at all anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I'm not only a huge Disney fan or used to be, I was also a Disney employee for a year. You know, this company was founded on family values and I don't even recognize the company anymore. I mean, Disney has slowly became more and more woke. You know, last year they had to take ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls out of their fireworks display speech. And when that started happening, everything was downhill. Um, and of course, we want, we want cartoons. We want Disney to be inclusive. But you can't always play to the tiny, tiny minority. The majority of Disney seekers are families average middle-aged you know average income families from all across the um the country you know you've got your middle-aged people they're retired then you've got your families who have tons of kids so they're playing to the wrong demographic here and i think ultimately it's gonna impact their business um you know i have no desire to go to disney anytime soon you know i have a niece and nephews who I'm not going to be taking to Disney anytime soon. I think people are going to start waking up and we're going to see their dollars going elsewhere because people want entertainment. They want fun. They don't want this woke ideology shoved down their throat when they're just trying to have a fun vacation. Brian, I guess my question is, why go this route at all? Because obviously everything you just said there is 100% true and everyone would know it. I mean, I, I, you could be a total idiot and know that Disney's customer base is something, kids or grandkids, whatever, it's kids are involved. And yet they choose to go the route of some nutball California company. It makes no sense. Explain to me why. I think they're afraid. You know, I think that the far left woke they rip you to shreds and you know it's just classic fear-mongering and I think unfortunately they become petrified and all of these are kind of like reactions you know I don't think these are well thought out um, reactions I think they're just oh my gosh we don't want to be canceled we don't want to be called racist homophobic I mean I would call on Disney to look at the parks they have in countries where it is actually illegal to be gay 
So if you're going to get on your soapbox and say, oh, we're all inclusive, we want everybody included in our company, you need to go to the countries where it is illegal to be gay. We're not talking about trans rights. We're not talking about, you know, the don't say gay bill. We're talking about Disney is making billions of dollars off of markets in countries where it is illegal to even be gay. So you can't take this one narrative and then completely ignore that you're taking billions of dollars from regions that don't even allow you to legally be gay. So I think they're petrified. I think they don't want to be canceled. I think people don't want to be termed as, you know, non-woke and they're just reacting and they're not thinking of how it's going to ultimately affect their business. Brian Cloudus, thank you so much, my man. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. Daryl Issa is going to join us next. Hunter Biden's laptop is all of a sudden in the news. We've confirmed it. We're going to talk to him about, is this thing going anywhere here in just a second? Let's talk about something else first, though. Let's talk about crime and cybercrime. And I will admit, although I'm 40, apparently I'm 40 going on 60, I didn't really understand cybercrime. I still don't understand it. I, I, when I think about crime, I think about bank robbers or something like that. That is not the wave of the future. The wave of the future is guys sitting in their basement on a powerful computer committing devastating financial crimes. And the biggest one that's sweeping the country right now is home title theft. Your home title's online. They'll hack into it, they'll steal it, they'll forge your signature on it, and they're not gonna come steal your home. You'll start getting late notices in the mail for loans you took out, and then eventually those turn into eviction notices and you're gone or you'll spend tens of thousands of dollars on legal fees. Or you can just go get home title lock. Home title lock locks your home title. They detect any tampering and shut it down immediately. Go to hometitlelock.com today and sign up. We'll be back. Tonight, reports that the Justice Department's investigation into the tax affairs of President Biden's son, Hunter, is intensifying. Multiple sources tell CBS News that the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's business practices is broader than previously known. This is very, very bad for the president's son. We know the FBI has possession of it and that they believe it is his laptop, that the contents of it are his. Man than previously known? It's a miracle! That's weird, because I knew about it two years ago. Joining me now, Congressman Dara Issa from California. Congressman, first and foremost, you have taken some steps with this laptop recently. What'd you do? Well, what we've done is we've sent out preservation orders to many of the people that were clearly part of the cover-up. Those who uh, clearly lied by saying that it was uh, Russian misinformation which includes some of the most highly cleared intelligence people uh, in the country. And uh, even Hunter Biden has received a preservation order. Uh, do we believe that they won't use uh, bleach bit and, and, and try to destroy things? Well, if they do, that's obstruction of Congress once they've been warned. 
Well, I'm glad you actually brought that up, Congressman, because that was going to be my next question. You're going to have to forgive me if I don't exactly trust the FBI to handle this thing, especially when they're kicking down doors of Project Veritas journalists going after parents worried about CRT. I am greatly concerned, and I know many people on the right are, about a weaponized FBI. What can we do about that? That is a vexing uh, problem. You know, Jim Jordan and Trey Gowdy and Jason Chaffetz and myself and others We've been going after uh, impropriety, if you will, of the FBI since the early Obama administration, uh, and so far with very little results. Even during the four years of the Trump administration under two attorney generals, we were not able to get any satisfaction that they were draining that part of the swamp. So uh, when we retake the majority, will it be an effort of Chairman Jordan? Absolutely. We have to make real changes in the Department of Justice, including the FBI, including the ATF, because they have become partisan and they've become a a certain type of parochial that seems to evade even Republican attorney generals. Which is, honestly, that's been my frustration as well. You just brought up even under Trump's presidency, nothing was done. So what can we do? The president clearly doesn't have the authority to say fired, 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 or does he? Does Congress, are we talking about defunding them? Specifically, what can we do? Well, first of all, the president is the not just the commander-in-chief of the military, but he is the constitutional officer from which every bit of authority of the FBI flows. So yes, we can ask a president to do a lot more, but in the meantime, looking into and demanding that the funding match compliance with the law, and I'll just give you one that we're not talking about today, but we're talking about it every day. The misuse of FISA, which we did see during the Trump administration, uh, there's been no consequences. The fact is, we're going to have another reauthorization of FISA, and if Jim Jordan and myself and others have our way, there will be no reauthorization of FISA as we know it. It will have to be looked at for what part of it have they complied with, because the parts they haven't complied with, including having actual truthful facts, and if you lie to a judge to get a warrant, you should go to jail, not just uh, your investigation continues and continues. Those kinds of changes we can do. There are authority, and with reauthorization coming up, we intend to do it. Good. I like it. All right. Well, obviously, along the same lines, it's not just the FBI, DOJ, as you already mentioned. Central Intelligence Agency? People were talking about all these former CIA chiefs signing on to a blatant lie that the Hunter Biden laptop thing was Russian disinformation. We have this idiot John Cipher, former CIA agent. He's out there bragging that he lied and potentially cost Donald Trump the presidency. What can we do to rein in the largest spy agency in the world if it's a Democrat political arm? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to do what Trump started to do early in his administration, and that is, if you want to keep your security clearance after you leave the administration, uh, you've got to play by some very stringent rules, and one of them is not the political activity we saw uh, with no accountability. The other one, and the, the bigger one is, look, the CIA has a very, very narrow portion of Congress that gets to do oversight. I served on the Select Intelligence Committee And we were a a room of a half a dozen people most of the time hearing things that nobody else heard. Congress has to take a broader interest in the details of it, and I intend on making sure we do that. 
We don't need to know the specific of operations, but we do need to know the accountability that isn't there at the CIA and hasn't been in a long time. But that first part, actually stripping people like Clapper and Brennan of their clearances when they become nothing but political hacks, that's important that they have to be able to say, well, I no longer have access to this information when they place these kind of opinions. Yeah. And I applaud Republicans for this. They have recently exposed this connection between teachers unions and the CDC. And I know this is going under the radar, Congressman, but this is not a small thing. We have children for two years who've been mentally abused in part because of guidelines by the CDC. We have kids who've fallen way behind in speech, fallen behind in school, to say nothing of the special needs kids who've been uniquely attacked by these COVID restrictions the last two years, which is one thing if it's done maybe an innocent mistake, maybe it's just part of the whole risk management thing. But if teachers unions are now writing medical policy for the Center for Disease Control and then the schools around America are following that policy, I'm sorry, but that's a criminal abuse of children by the government and someone has to go to prison. Well, you're exactly right that this kind of malfeasance has to have a price. Uh, But let's put part of the blame not on the CDC where it belongs primarily, but part of it on the fact that the teachers union at the highest level decided that the job they had was to get teachers pay without teachers being in classrooms. And a lot of what's happened in the way of abusing our children, failing to educate our children, is because the teachers union thought they were doing a good thing for teachers. The reality is I know a lot of teachers who are angry as hell that they were kept out of doing the job they do artificially by these CDC rules, artificially by their own union. Uh, We don't want ever there to be enough power for a union to basically pay to get people not pay uh, to work that's that's not in America's best interest and in fairness to the vast majority of teachers it's not what they wanted either no I agree but again my problem congressman is not that the National Teachers Union sucks that's not exactly news the head of these teachers unions they're all scumbags that doesn't apply to every teacher but the teachers unions suck The Center for Disease Control, I as an American have every right to demand that be a nonpartisan organization that doesn't do anybody's bidding and is interested in in the public health of the country. And if they're not, that's not a teachers union problem. That's a CDC problem. Well, the CDC has been incestuous for a very, very long time, as has the uh, NIH, you know, the National Institutes of Health. Actually, their code name, NIH, is not invented here because they're so insular in who they choose to do their studies. The the way you get to do peer review is you're already doing peer review. The way you get a grant to do a study is you've already done a grant and peer review. So what they end up doing is being a very small group of people who do do their own work and repeat and repeat uh, their, their thinking. It's the best example of a bureaucracy that has to be broken up. And the CDC similarly, has proven to be wrong or deliberately misled us. And we've got to get those two divided. When they're wrong, that means they're incompetent. When they mislead us, that's a criminal violation. Amen. Congressman, thank you for what you're doing. Please go get them. Will do. All right. We have more. we got a lot more for you. But before we get to that, allergy season's here. You sneezing, your eyes getting all puffy. 
You walk out to your car in the morning and there's that film of pollen across the hood. I, I know. I know what it's like. Do you have your Eden Pure thunderstorms yet? Greatest freaking air purifier ever. And look, I've had air purifiers my whole life. I've had a lot of them. I've never had anything like this. And it's small. When you get them, they're just like that. It's just this little black box. It goes right in the outlet. Doesn't even hardly make any noise. This thing is the most amazing thing ever. It just doesn't just take the smells out of the air, the viruses, the mold. It allowed me to throw away my allergy medication. It's that incredible. They have a three-pack for sale for my viewers. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, and that will save you $200 on a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. Biden administration prepared to deal with the aftermath of ending Title 42 and the expected influx of migrants. Of course, we are planning for uh, multiple contingencies, and we have every expectation that when the CDC ultimately decides it's appropriate to lift Title 42, there will be an influx of people to the border. That doesn't sound good. Joining me now, former CIA ops and opinion writer Brian Dean Wright. Brian, now... I don't know about this Title 42 stuff, but an influx at the border doesn't sound good because we already have an influx. What's Title 42? Uh, well, first of all, do we even have a border? We should probably start there and then yeah. second to uh, the Title 42 piece. But no, look, uh, in all seriousness, Title 42 is a rule that was created and implemented by the Trump administration to try yet one more tool to get the border under control so that we can actually decide who comes into this country. That's been in effect. It's been modestly successful. One of the few things we actually have uh, in terms of tools in the toolbox to do much about this issue of illegal immigration and coming across the border. So now the, the uh, Biden administration, of course, surprise, surprise, wants to drop that and allow folks to come in. Now, we're looking at numbers that are absolutely jaw-dropping. On top of record numbers already, upwards of 15 to 20,000 a day, 500,000 a, a month. I mean, these numbers are really to the point, I mean, we talk lots of you know, supportives to describe this moment, but really at the end of the day, this is country ending stuff. I mean, we, we are having an influx, a massive, one could say, invasion of people uh, who are unvetted, uninvited. Who are these people? Will they fit into our country? Do they have criminal backgrounds? We don't know the answers to any of those questions. And then the health piece, of course, which Title 42 really uh, was created to cover, like what health are these folks in to include the issue of COVID? Well, who's going to be down at the border to look into all these folks' health? Who are the doctors and the nurses? Who are the triage centers, right? Well, what I'm hearing is that the Veterans Administration is actually going to surge some of their staff down to the border, which means that illegal immigrants are going to be the ones getting care and not our veterans. So if all of this up to this point hasn't made you angry, knowing that the people have been of service to this nation are going to be sacrificed in terms of their, their health care, that is what may, should make you the most angry, perhaps, of all. Brian, okay, so those numbers you just told me are, st those are staggering numbers. The daily yeah. numbers, the monthly, those are staggering numbers. Okay, so they get here. What happens to them and where do they go? Because they're clearly not being sent back. Where are they going? Yeah. Every state is a border state because they will come into the country, the Biden administration, as they have to date, 
puts them onto buses and onto planes and ships them around the country, usually the dead of night, such that no one in their community knows that they'll be arriving. And suddenly we all wake up and we've got new neighbors. Now, it would be nice to know that some of those folks who are flying in our airports and landing in our, our houses next to us have gone through some kind of vetting process, right? Even if we don't necessarily agree that they should be here to begin with, we would like to believe that they're not you know, murderers and rapists and or you know, folks who uh, would do harm to ourselves and our, our, our families. We would also like to know that they have some kind of ability to contribute to the economy. Can they speak English, right? Do they have skills? And what we know, what the data is overwhelmingly clear on is that these folks, these folks do not speak English largely and they do not have skills. To, and contribute. They have their low skill or no skill labor. So they have no ability to actually contribute to the economy. So then they are thus a net drain. And someone's going to have to house them. Someone's going to have to give them food, which is really interesting because what the Biden administration has said or Biden regime has said, we're going to have food shortages. So how are these folks uh, going to work? They're not. How are they going to get their food? Well, we're going to have to give them some. Well, where that, where's that going to come from if we're having food shortages? That means it has to come from your plate and mine. Brian, okay, on top of everything else, the drugs. Obviously, CDC, just they're very concerned. They just put out something, which we already do, 100,000 Americans overdosing on fentanyl. Fentanyl's flat-out poison, comes from China, gets trafficked across our border. It is, even for the Biden administration, it is unbelievable that there's more, that there's not more being done about that problem. We now have fentanyl pills being made to look like basic Tylenol out there. This is mm. bad. Yeah. You know, we rightfully get upset and we, we lose sleep and we cry over the images we see in, in Maropol and other places in Ukraine where we see hundreds or even thousands of people dead. We get outraged by that. And yet in our own country, we know that 100,000 people and growing in terms of the number have died from this scourge. This is China poisoning this country in cooperation and in partnership with the Mexican cartels. We should be just as outraged. We should be just as saddened. We should be demanding the same kind of whole of government approach to stop this fentanyl stuff from coming into this country, as well as other things. Meth is a huge piece that in the past several years has become much more popular for the cartels to both create and ship up north. So there is no doubt that this is a crisis. 100,000 plus people are dying. And I got to tell you, coming from the rural part of this country, it is hitting my community and, and communities like mine perhaps the hardest. And so where are our representatives? Uh, unfortunately, we don't have too many left on the Democrat side to stand up for us, so it's really on the Republican side. Where the hell is the outrage? The states, we need to do something, and I mean it now, and we're, we're probably not going to see that from the Biden regime, no surprise there, but this should be one of the greatest, most in, incredible efforts by the conservative uh, movement in this country, by the Republican Party, to say enough. This should be one of our greatest priorities as a, as a party and as a country. Too many people are dying. Why the hell aren't we doing something about it? Yeah. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit here to something I know that's near and dear to your heart. Here is Bill Gates on TV talking about synthetic beef. But I, I read in one of the interviews you gave in the, in the last week or two, it was just published, you said rich nations should move to 100% synthetic beef. Uh, yeah, unless we can make the cow zero emission, uh, which you know I'm not sure we can, we do need to make uh, to get rid of those emissions, and you know it's not going to happen overnight. The scale up and the uh, innovation still required there is quite large. But yes, uh, zero is a very demanding number, and it doesn't allow you to say, well, all but you know that six percent that comes from cows. 
Wow, that sounds absolutely horrific. Brian, I know you come from a farming family. Would you be so kind as to elaborate for people who don't come from a farming family the problems farmers are facing right now? Okay, good Lord. Well, let's, let's first start with, if, if you understand and agree that, that climate change is real, what percentage of the things going up into our atmosphere are coming from cows that cause the underlying climate change? Let's just assume it's, it's real. Let's put aside that debate for a moment. The vast majority of the, the gases that end up in the atmosphere are coming from China and India. So even if we slaughtered all of our cows, it's not going to address the underlying issue sufficiently to stop climate change. Again, let's just put aside the debate as to whether or not it's actually legitimate. So the, the whole solution here doesn't actually even solve the problem. But what it then would do if you slaughtered all the cows, what happens to all of the farmers and the ranchers? You know, the farmers are growing the food for the cattle and all of the ranchers who are, who are raising the beef uh, or the dairy, right? I, I hope you don't like ice cream. You're not going to get any more of it, right? Uh, unless you like soy ice cream, I suppose, and good luck to you because I think it's gross. The bottom line here is now you're creating a massive problem, not just for the growers and the producers, but what are all those communities? You know, all the communities that rely on ag, on growing the corn and, and raising those cattle and, and providing your milk to you. All of those towns are going to evaporate. And we saw that actually back in the 90s and early 2000s when we started shutting down forests in the Northwest, for instance, or mines, the communities were decimated. Those mills were gone where those towns ended up dying as well, to include my own hometown. So this is a very, very serious issue for farmers, for ranchers, for consumers. Do they actually want to eat some of this soy garbage? I'm not sure that's true. But Bill Gates is saying you don't have a choice because of the methane and the gases that go in the sky, which, oh, by the way, even if we stop all the cows, we slaughter all of them, ain't going to address the issue because China and India are still the biggest polluters. Brian, thank you so much, my brother. You betcha. All right. We still have more for you. We still have, we still have a light in the mood. But first, have you signed up to be a first tv supporter yet i know the ones who have you've been enjoying our specials including our history special on pole pot there may or may not be some more history specials coming down the line but you're gonna have to be a first tv supporter go to the firsttv.com support and sign up today you want to support the channel that actually believes in free speech well here it is the firsttv.com support we'll be right back with light in the mood All right, that was a heavy show. A lot of icky stuff in the news. So it's time to lighten the mood, right? And what, what lightens the mood more than kids' sports? See them all.
Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone. Testosterone fueled again. Maximize your masculinity today at choq.com. Use the code Jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life. Choq.com code Jesse. Limited time offer. Subscription cancelable at any time. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.